Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. This is Caleb, as always, joined along by Alex for this week two recap of Australian Survivor, Titans versus Rebels. Alex, it has been a whirlwind of a week. Team Caleb lost its first member with the latest boot, but only only two people from Australia this season ha- have been rem- at least we've only picked two people poorly between you me and simon on our fantasy draft which i consider that a win how are that you is, feeling that is a win you know between the three of us we've only lost two people on our teams yeah. also just between you and simon you've only lost two people on your teams that's cool. that is that's, also true that's that's also true so that's- my heart goes out to you too uh <laughs> it's hard not being the best and i'm sorry um, I hope you guys can learn from me one day. Uh, no, I'm feeling great. Uh, I am sad because Sean's not on our episode. We had a great time talking to him last week about week one. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. It is one of our most popular episodes to date, which is very exciting for us. Um, so, And then go back and listen to our cast assessment fantasy draft with Simon. Um, so we just... All the, we've you we've know- got cool guys everywhere. And they're they're both Team Alex. Uh, from well, last season. I mean, from a season ago. That's right. I really were just trying to target all these Australian survivors players that start with the letter S. Uh, so you know, oh yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll get Shawnee we'll on see. Here next. We'll <laughs> see. You never, you never know. But yes, go check out those two. If you're not following us on Instagram at Speaking Llama or over on YouTube, what are you doing? Like, yeah, subscribe. Right to check out our latest episodes. Again, we are doing exit interviews once again for every single. Uh, castaway that gets voted out uh, unless you know there is one that we don't have because they weren't available for uh, an interview at that time but maybe we will be able to at some point in the future but Alex this week we are here to talk about a, a interesting week some interesting gameplay some big moves that started to happen and so people buckle in as always we are going to do a instant reaction mini recap of this episode whether you're listening to it on tuesday after the kind of tuesday at least in the u.s or wednesday in australia uh, or maybe you're listening later in the week trying to get a quick recap uh we will go through kind of the highlights of the last three episodes and then dive into some of the topics and conversations for things that happened on each beach this week so to kick it off uh, episode four, we have the Rebels winning a reward challenge, uh, Titans winning immunity with ultimately Tobias going home. In that episode, we also discovered this kind of treasure chest twist with Ferris finding uh, an immunity idol and ultimately playing that immunity idol. We'll get into more of that and the play around that later. Episode five uh, and a theme for this week, Rebels win reward. Titans win immunity, and but this time, Rebels do not have to vote someone out of the game. They vote Kelly to be their saboteur with this twist, sending Kelly over to the Titans beach to cause a little mayhem and chaos. We'll see whether or not that was successful for her. Uh, and then episode six, uh, we see Kelly arrive to the beach. Mark finds an idol. Rebels win reward once again, uh, and Ferris finds his second idol of the week. Go winner pick of Team Caleb, but this time history is rewritten, and the Titans 
lose immunity challenge, which ultimately ends with Nathan going home. It was a full week, Alex. Uh, any anything? And how would you describe <laughs> this week in a word? I feel like you just described it in a lot of words, dude. No, I'm asking you how to describe it in one word. Oh man. Um. Oh. <laughs> uh all i'm thinking of is uh jlp um saying things like uh they're both whacking their log <laughs> and nathan's really busting his nuts um so i'm gonna go with uh whacking a log is uh is all that, one word hyphenated that's all my one word, word. that's your one whacking word. A log. what an interesting word well now, and was- because they they two more uh traditionally physical uh competitors on both tribes right tobias who we we saw you know him and ferris last week uh withstand that coconut you know basket holding challenge uh we saw him compete quite a bit we saw nathan really compete and stand out among the titans tribe both went home this week so uh quite literally both tribes are whacking their logs uh if we want to call uh those guys logs i i mean we Okay, yeah, that, that's, that's 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 we could do that. Oh, but, wait, that's you know. better than saying each tribe's busting their nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also doing that too, right? The, the, the coconuts, the coconuts, the coconuts, right? Uh, which we did hold a vote of who people were rooting for on Instagram, and JLP was the winner. So JLP is still number one in our hearts. I, I am genuinely disappointed in anyone who didn't vote JLP. <laughs> like I, I'm genuinely disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely. But Alex, uh, let's start this kind of conversation um, with the Titans beach, because honestly, we didn't see a ton of them. Uh, we, we have a couple of moments from them. We see a lot more in this last episode because of both the Kelly twist as well as they lose immunity challenge, but because they won the last two immunity challenges and lost rewards, right? We, we just didn't see a ton of them. And I think what happened on Rebels Beach is a little bit more interesting. So one of the highlights that we see in the Titans Beach is Mark's two alliances, the middle-aged mafia and the V's, the V's for vendetta, if you will, of Valeria and Viola. Alex, how are you liking Mark's gameplay so far? I love it. Uh, I, I really do. I think he is emerging as a, a a powerhouse this season and i i really do mean that in terms of strategy and it, it pains me because he's on team caleb it, and so that shows you how good of a game i think mark is playing this season um i love that he has the middle-aged mafia right and i love that he also has this side alliance with the two v's where actually that seems to be his true alliance um in there but then he also has kind of Charles in the mix here where yep. Charles is working with Eden and a little bit more of those, you know, strat- strategic players. Uh, I feel like Mark is, I said it last week when we were, we were talking with Sean as my out last player of the week because he was so insulated. I feel like this week he just got a lot more power with the idol. While I don't love, he immediately told Viola and uh, Valeria about the idol. Um, at the end of the day, I think that makes sense. Oh, I guess Viola and him found it together. They found it um, together. So which makes and so it like, does make sense to bring yes. in the third. Absolutely. Yes. Um, in a perfect world, he would have found it by himself and kept it to himself. But I like that he didn't tell 
everyone else. Ergus? No, did, no. didn't he tell everyone else? He did not tell Oh, no, that was else. on the other beat. That was Ferris who told everyone else. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Don't <laughs> we'll worry. We'll get there. There's, there's no, so, and even that direct about. comparison, right, of like Mark and Ferris and how they communicate about their idols uh, just shows you ha- how well Mark is doing this season. Um, I really have no critiques of Mark. Um, it's, you know, yeah. it's because he's on Team Caleb, right? He was it is uh, clearly not predestined to be excellent at this game because I picked him on my team, right? Like I think if we look at at the stats, he's predestined to either win or be voted out very early. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So, and he is on path to win because he hasn't been voted out very early. Unlike a certain other team, Caleb member. Hey, but at least no one has quit on team Caleb. That is, Hey, uh, you know, we've had one season without anyone quitting on team Caleb. So (laughs) we, we can appreciate that. I'm going to get a little like, uh, chalkboard and exactly like, yeah that, right <laughs> days without an accident it's gonna be days without someone quitting so yeah uh yeah mark is playing a great i love even more the fact that uh viola and deliria are his two main alliance because they're also members of team caleb uh and it just filled my heart even more with uh, uh just joy uh watching yeah. him play but yeah I, I agree i think he's playing really strong and he's not playing what from my vantage point, extremely hard that it mm-hmm. is rubbing people the wrong way or causing discord in his tribe. The one person that is maybe kind of catching on to some of it, though, is Caroline. And we'll see how he navigates that situation um, going forward into the upcoming tribe swap. Uh, but yeah, go go ahead. Do you have a question? Yeah, no, just really to mark it. It looked like you were about to move on. So one thing I love about these two alliances of Mark uh, right now is, um, you know, an Australian survivor, it's typically the the alphas, right, uh, in the alliance. And really, he's able to create this middle-aged mafia, which a lot of times you don't see the older players, one, coming together to play, or two, um, working together successfully. Um, and so I really like that. But then also Mark, you know, you have Mark uh, as a former diplomat working with a power lifter and a Russian supermodel. And like that is such an unexpected, powerful trio um, yeah. that I love that it's 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 Malcolm and Denise, right? Like it's it's coming together different walks of life to have this very strong alliance, which I think is really fun. And even uh, I just got done talking to Nathan, his exit interview. And if you're Nathan or if you're rooting for Nathan, you hate this. But if you're rooting for the other Titans, you love this really like he was not able to work in with these different groups, the middle-aged mafia, Charles, uh, the two V's, like they were pretty solid after they voted out Frankie of he's on the bottom. Um, And and that's not going to change for the 10 days. They didn't go to tribal council. So, um, you know, I I think that shows how powerful all those groups are at the moment where 10 days can go by and they're still going to take out Nathan um, even after they took out Jess. Um, So, or Frankie and then Jess. So um, really, really cool to see from, um, if you're rooting for Mark and middle-aged mafia and the bees, yeah. like that perspective. Yeah. Which like to that point too, he has a good relationship with Winna and Jaden. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so he's being able to manage that really well. And, you know, we've seen a lot of Mark. I'm sure there's a lot more going on between other people's relationships on this uh, tribe. Uh, you know, he made the joke that this is the first time we've really heard Kitty even say utter a word on the season. So like we're talking a lot about Mark here, but, that's because we have seen a lot of Mark. Uh, yeah. 
thinking about kind of that three-person alliance, uh, what's really cool about that as I'm like doing a, a larger scope, obviously players are more nuanced than this, but you have like the full kind of realm of survivor types of survivor players in the strategist and Mark, the, uh, you know, we presume that uh, Valeria has some social uh, uh, prowess uh, and then the like, or that's what, that's what you think about when you think about the um, archetype of the supermodel that comes on uh, and then the uh, strength, uh, powerful player in Valeria, uh, not Valeria, but Viola. And that's just going to kind of encompasses the survivor. It's the perfect survivor trio. Yeah, Caleb, it's almost like they should come up with a season called Brains versus Brawn it's, versus Beauty. It's almost like they should. Yeah. Weird. Does that mean uh Valeria doesn't make it very far because the Australian Survivor they cut the beauty tribe and it was just brains <laughs> versus brawn? I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll I, see. I think all three of them have all three, clearly. Mark's you know, no, swimming yes. ability, the V strategic ability. They yes. all have all three. Right. I, we're it, we're it, very acknowledging that yeah. we're being obnoxious, but yeah, it, like it's just a funny little kind of like in terms of the archetypes, but that's one of the themes of the season so far is that traditionally one of the big narratives of Australian survivor is keep the tribe strong. And we haven't really seen that in this season. And so like, that's what I love about survivors. Like we have these archetypes that we think about and these narratives and they all get flipped on their head because Mark is also the socialite uh, and really good at swimming. Uh, Valeria, I'm sure it's going to probably prove herself at some point as like a great strategist. Um, and Viola is clearly connecting with other people um, and just a big personality. And so I'm really interested to see kind of how the middle-aged mafia, this three-person divide shakes out going into the tribe swap. Um, but my main other question for the Titans Beach, Alex, is was Nathan the right decision in particular for Mark, right? So we see mm. this thought of maybe, hey, maybe I can take out Caroline, which like could build relationships with the three of Jaden, Winna, and um, Nathan going forward. But then, you know, right, the middle-aged mafia is done. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's hard to separate not you know, Mark's move now knowing there's a tribe swap coming, you yeah. know, very next mm -hmm. episode. Right. So it's kind of hard to distinguish that um, in, in one aspect. I think Mark, if he saved Nathan um, could have then used those three guys kind of moving forward. Right. Like yep. they're my meat shields or, Hey, I've kind of have like, I'm saving these guys. Um, I don't think he should use an idol for them by any means, but um, potentially save them. The only thing is like, he's so well insulated with, almost everyone else on the tribe he doesn't really need them uh he doesn't yep. need to have a secret alliance with them because he already has one and a main <laughs> alliance and another secret alliance with eden so like he doesn't really need to save these guys for them to owe a debt to them yeah. i think they've been on the bottom for so long and again talking to nathan is kind of um inspiring this a little bit but i think at a tribe swap they go work with alex they go work with ferris like they have no loyalty to the titans because the titans haven't shown loyalty to them and so I, I do think like at the end of the day, if Nathan wanted to be in the game for um, the tribe swap, they just had to win. Um, that was it. I think there's no reason for Mark to save Nathan at that point. Um, I did think it was bold of them to take out Nathan, given he has been such a powerhouse in the challenges. Um, I thought, hey, maybe take out Winna or something like that, who hasn't shown as much physical brute strength in the, yeah. in the team challenges. But um, I don't know. 
don't yeah, know. absolutely. Which then I think too, right? He, sh- if Nathan would have been saved by some other way, right? Mark says, "Oh, like, like, great, that's awesome. Like, he can continue to work with him." And right, if you have the three secret alliance with the V's, um, you don't need another three person kind of in right, the game right. click because because <laughs> then you don't have majority, right? So even if like they, they don't they don't have a tribe swap, well now like we can make a move with Gwenna and Jaden, and mm-hmm. we still have majority with them going yes. forward versus having a three three split later down the road or something Smart. like that. But yeah. uh, my other question, like last question about this move was, should Winna have played his idol to save? Oh, oh well, another plug for our exit interview with Nathan. I asked him this exact question. So um, I'll save his answer. It's a bit of a teaser. Oh, man. I At first I thought, heck yeah, play it, man. Um, but realizing they split the vote on Jaden anyway. Um, yeah. They have the numbers to split the votes. Even if you played the idol for Jaden or Nathan, the other one's going home. Um, so I think it was, they needed to say face with the Titans and say, see you, bud. Um, bye Nathan. We, we gotta, we gotta get one more day. So yeah, we'll have um, to find another day. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, if there was another way where, Hey, playing idol could work or they could bring someone over where it messes up the, the split vote. Sure. But with those who are on the bottom and really not having an in strategically with the rest of the tribe, um, at that point, just save your idol, bud. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. When uh, splitting the vote, keep it to yourself. Use it to make another move in the future. You're clearly on the bottom. There doesn't look like there's a room to wiggle right now. Hold on to it for another day in order to ensure that maybe you do have a chance to wiggle around. Uh, the last question for Titans Beach is just this a point of clarification from the episode uh, because we saw Mark find the treasure chest idol. <laughs> Without a key, I remember sitting there watching, like, I was, like, up in the morning, and I'm like, wait, what What did I miss? Where did he get the key? How did he get in? Just to confirm, Alex, you said you were on social media. It seems like the narrative is that Mark just busted open. He yeeted it, is what he did. <laughs> yeah, I believe that was my exact response to you, Ben. Um, yeah, he just busted that thing open, um, which is funny. I saw... I think an Instagram post, uh, I can't remember who it was. I was just kind of scrolling through stories, but it was a screenshot of a Reddit thread from season uh, 44 of Survivor that said, what if someone just broke open the birdcage with a rock? Like, could they get the idol? And and it was never really answered. We didn't really know. And so um, it is, it feels like one of those like weird, like Australian (laughs) Survivor, like this feels a little icky that it could work like this, but like good on him for figuring it out. Yeah, it also makes me wonder, like, was this like they never wrote the policy, right? It's kind of like one of those things of like, you know, no, no, no uh, scuba diving in the in the pool. But like, there's there's actually no rule against it. And someone's like, yeah. well, there's no rule that says I can't do it. Yeah. And it looks like he did it quick enough that you couldn't really repair the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I think that is part of the reason why he brought Viola with him on that is to like, if he's going to be making a bunch of noise in order to like get through the box, he needs someone like as a general lookout to make sure no one's coming. And so um, good on Mark. And I'll take, you know, that's immunity idol number three for team Caleb this season. Shut up. Um, one thing I thought would have been cool is for after Kelly was voted out, um, as the saboteur to go to the Titans tribe, 
I kind of wanted a secret scene with her showing up to some sort of note before she gets to the Titans tribe with a key on yeah. it where yeah. no, neither tribe realized that she had a key that she yeah. could either use to gain favor or take it for herself. Um, that's kind of what I was hoping. And when we saw like saboteur, like let's go and take this idol from them. Um, obviously that didn't happen, but I thought that would have been a cool twist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of Kelly, obviously, obviously she had some uh, content on Titans beach, but I want to talk about her in the context of the rebel speech. So we will shift our conversation over to them. And a lot happened with the rebels this week. Um, But to begin, let's talk about my boy Ferris. What, you know, finding the treasure chest, first of all, and then finding the kid this like mad scramble to get the keys. How, how, how are you feeling about Ferris's game so far? Is he's just great, uh, right? I'm intrigued with it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not as clean of a game as I wanted yeah, um, absolutely. from him. It's a little messy, um, <laughs> but it's a powerful game. I mean, two idols in three episodes, that is that's wild. And even kind of the showmanship of, you know, being at tribal, no one knows he, well, I guess everyone kind of knew he had the idol. Uh, that's what at yeah. least Tobias told us, but uh, taking off his sweatshirt saying, Hey, it's hot in here, taking it off to reveal the <laughs> idol, that showmanship I can always get behind, but um, it's interesting. I think my biggest kind of question mark is like, where is he at with Alex at this point? It feels like Alex is kind of working with them, um, but also Alex is kind of working with Kirby a little bit. And in the promos, we're getting so much of Kirby versus Ferris. Um, And even going from, I think, episode four to five, the big preview said, like, the biggest rivalry in Australian survivors brewing Ferris Mm -hmm. versus. And I'm thinking Alex, like, that's what it is after this Tobias vote out. And it says Kirby. I'm thinking, what? And then again, even before episode six, and it made sense, obviously, in episode five. But again, before episode six, it's showing a promo of those two, right? Very similar to the George versus Haley promo last season of this is the biggest rivalry we've got. First of all, I think probably George and Simon would have a word to say about that from last season. <laughs> but it is just interesting to see these two go back and forth. Um, both are playing very hard um, and almost maybe harder than they need to at this point. So yeah, my other question, like right, the I think there's three big characters to talk about. I, I guess four from the Rebel speech uh, from these last couple of episodes. A that's Ferris, B Kirby, C Alex, and D Kelly. Uh, well, based on the edit, those are the only four characters. Hey, we finally heard from <laughs> Scott. Right? We like, did hear from Scott. <laughs> I was so was, excited. <laughs> I was like, oh. Hey, look, there's Scott. There's some, and and we got to see Eileen some as well this pat this week. You got her backstory, absolutely. Yeah, really cool. Still, have, really haven't heard from Sarah. Have not no. heard from Kitty except for at Tribal Council episode six. That was the first time right. I heard her speak. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, but uh, Kirby's game in t- in general as well. I I am a little surprised that this beef has happened so rapidly and we're just going to jump into this conversation. I think that it was unnecessary, right? Kurt, I don't don't think Kirby needed to at this point, right? The vote is potentially going to go on Kelly. uh, And I don't think she needs to bring up Ferris at this point. I get that you think uh, Kelly is a number for you that, 
she is uh, easier to control. But I think Kelly has proven herself time and time again that you are it is you cannot trust what she will do and or expect what she will do. We see that moment in the Alex and Tobias vote out and Tobias goes home because Kelly makes a decision for herself. Kelly is sent over to the Rebels Beach to sabotage them and then offers to sit out of the immunity challenge in which she is supposed to be sabotaging, right? Like, I obviously, like, she doesn't have the context that that second example until after the fact. Yeah. But I agree. I think that she is playing too hard at this point of the game. Uh, in terms of like, I don't think Kelly is the is the person that you need to be sticking your neck out for to make a big move against somebody in particular because everyone is going to have seen that. Few players can get away with getting that far at like playing that hard early and getting even farther without being a target earlier, right? She was setting herself up and maybe is still setting herself up, and I would agree. To, to an extent that Ferris is as well to be the first or second merge boot. Uh, yeah. Cause, cause they're playing, they're too visible, very visible. And it's, it's not always tying up the loose ends either. Right. Like it's still a little unclear. Who's Alex with who's, who's Garrick with like it, it you know, he kind of confronted Kirby uh, after she, um, you know, took out PETA and like, but voted with that cuddle crew it's it's very unknown where everyone stands and where the actual factions lie here, uh, at least from my perspective. I could be missing something, but I agree, especially on Australian Survivor, man. Like you got, I think it's 49 days this season. That is a long game to play. If it's day 10, day 12, and you're already playing hard. I mean, even some of the hardest players like where David in All Stars comes out and says, I'm going to play hard from day one because I know I'm getting voted out as soon as they get the opportunity to. And then they don't vote him out and he has to keep playing hard. Even he was able to back out a little bit, at least, for, you know, play from the shadows a little bit because it's such a long game. This is not 26 days survivor. Yeah. This is almost 50 days survivor. So uh, it is. Uh, I don't know if it's the worst strategy out there. Like, obviously, it could work out for either yeah. one of them to end up winning the game and just playing at this level. Uh, it is scary to see how hard they're playing at this stage in the game. Which, to be clear, I genuinely believe that I that Ferris was going home, uh, based off of Scott like loading up on. No, Kelly needs to be the one that goes. Like that tells me that I think Scott's really close with Kirby in particular, and I don't think he would have flipped over to the Ferris voting out Rihanna vote. Um, and so I I think Ferris was going home, uh, and, and that yeah. that indicates her social power. And I agree with you. I don't think that that was like her making this move or trying to play this hard is the like nail in the coffin for her game. I just think that that there has been a rift created that wasn't necessarily like it, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Right? It, it didn't need to be there at this point in the game. Right. I, I agree with the mentality of Ferris is a big player. Ferris has power. Uh, I need to get him out. She said it several times that Ferris thinks he's controlling the game. Let him continue to think yes that he is controlling the game yes and it's yeah it's hard man um and yeah, it's, I, it's totally hard i i think this tribe swap i'm so excited for it 
one, if they are on the same tribe together, what yeah. that will look like, because I think both are going to try to fight control for Jaden and Winna. Um, yeah. It feels more that like, you know, athletes or kind of, you know, strength type of bond, um, which I think Kirby or Ferris uh, could take. So if they're split on different tribes and maybe Jaden and Winna are together with one of them, I think that could be really powerful. Uh, or if they're together, I think that could be they could be the swing votes between Kirby and Ferris. I don't know if they can work together at this point. Yeah, which is why I like it's it's unnecessary, right? Uh, and, and why I'm frustrated uh, with with Kirby's gameplay. Even though I think she's playing a really strong social game, and I think she's really good at this game, right? Like, the, like I, I think people could listen to this and be like, Caleb hates Kirby. And like, no, I actually really love like how Kirby's playing the game. I think she's yeah. just playing too hard at this point. And the flip side of this coin is like we already talked about him before, but Ferris, I think he is also playing a little bit too hard. And so let's talk about him finding the treasure chest. And in particular, he finds the immunity idol. And what is his story about find, like, how do you feel about how he navigated this <laughs> idol? It's pretty poorly. <laughs> uh, now, at the end of the day, like he played it the very first trouble he could, which I think is his best move. Absolutely point, his yes. best move. Yeah. Point, yeah. Um, it's a pretty public advantage. And I think he got caught when the note said something about like in addition you, to yeah, or like you, you can have more power, right? Yeah. Yeah, more okay. power, I guess, was the phrase. So I think that's when he got caught. Um and and yeah, and, and again talking to Tobias, he was like, Yeah, we pretty much all knew he had an idol or something um he he was lying to us so uh at that point in the game your only move is to play it that that first trouble get the target off you um and and so that that was kind of cool i think you played it well um yeah i don't know the the second idol though i i don't love that he told a couple (laughs) people and then it's just telephone now the whole tribe knows again he is someone who he can't have an idol without everyone knowing i i I think that was his point, though, right? Like, he wasn't, like, telling someone, hey, keep it a secret. His move was to tell everyone so that everyone would know. I'm not saying it's a good move. Um, But, uh, (laughs) like, it wasn't a, like, you know that I hate it when people tell others about the idols, right? Raymond already knew. And I think to an extent, if he doesn't trust Raymond fully, right, the decision, it's, we haven't really seen it played this way so i'll be interested to see how it works out but the decision to then spread that news i I, it's interesting right like again i don't think it's necessarily the greatest move and again a a sign that maybe he's playing a little bit too hard but uh, i agree with you on the first kind of assessment didn't play alex like i think as soon as alex found him he should have just fessed up right and then and then play the idol immediately you demonstrate hey i'm being honest to everybody right uh there's not a lie a lie that i'm trying to kind of spin um and you know you, you just play it and make sure you're safe it sucks that alex found you but that is just what happened so yeah. um speaking of alex not you alex oh, alex sorry. on survivor let's talk about his game plan because yeah. for someone who has had such little power uh in this game so far he has gotten a lot of the screen time, uh, which tells me that he's probably going pretty far. But we, we start this week with him on the bottom and after episode four, also on the bottom, 
But where do you think he stands at this point? Or how do you like his positioning so far? Yeah, you know, I'm thinking through at least, um, you know, episode five and six, kind of where he's at. Because where we left it last week after episode three, his shock faced, right? Like, what do they call it in college football? Uh, the disappointed uh, the, Cobra? Uh, the surrender Cobra. Surrender Cobra, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hands on the head, shocked, right? He was, he had the surrender Cobra. Um and even episode four, right? Like, hey, he was on chopping block, probably would have went home if Kelly didn't flip the boats, saved by one person who he kind of had that frenemies uh, yep. relationship with, as JLP called it. But in episode five and six, he kind of was able to just float back down a little bit. I was nervous after episode three, where it's like he is getting this edit of like cocky, has power, and just got completely humbled by it. And it happened again in episode four. But I do think him, episode five and six, taking a little bit of a backseat, at least in the edit, as this Kirby versus Ferris relationship dynamic conflict is is arising. Uh, I think that is really good for Alex's game. As my winner pick, I'm freaking pumped uh, because I don't want him to be the target anymore. (laughs) And I do think at the swap, he's going to be a hot commodity to work with. I agree. Yeah. I, and I think he's positioned, like, I think he's in a really great job of working between this Ferris and Kirby alliance, right? You might say, why did he go and tell Ferris what's going to happen? He is just fueling that conflict. And when you're on the bottom, you need conflict between others in order to skate by and to try to find a way to continue to work with both of them. That is one of the things I'm wondering, right? After, Kirby realizes that Rihanna's name has been thrown out there, right? Obviously, it probably worked, edited this around, so it, it made it seem like she's upset at Ferris for even th- suggesting Rihanna's name. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, take a step back, Kirby. Like, why is he doing that out of the blue? Does he know about your plan? For and sure. if if he knows, how does he know, right? So, for like, sure. that, kind of take that step back, which, like, good on Alex for playing those social relationships, thinking that... um people on your side now his handling of kelly i i'm flabbergasted at uh because we see that kelly is the one to save him in the episode four and then the next like this is an opportunity for alex to go okay kelly like we can't stand each other but no one is going to suspect us as an alliance like let's let's learn to work together and nope he just continues to double down i hate kelly let's get her out um (laughs) Like you're the worst, Kelly. Like I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, it's, so Caleb, what I'm hearing is he's the player of the week. Uh, <laughs> that's what I heard. Um, no, that's great. Now, Caleb, a couple quick things about the the uh, rebels trap that I want to highlight, just to kind of rapid fire a little bit. I know we're kind of wrapping up our conversation on the the rebels trap, but um, I got to jump in here. And sorry if I'm stealing your thunder. Uh, I, I do have one more conversation point, but go ahead. Thank you. Uh, three points I want to make. Number one, I really love Eileen's plan of splitting the vote on Tobias and Alex, forcing Sarah to choose. Yep. I would like it more if we were in the jury phase, because yep. then Sarah is burning one of those votes um, yep. who she likely could get. At the pre-jury phase, it's not as important. Like if she burns Alex uh, by deciding that vote, like it doesn't really matter, right? He's going home. But I just love just the manipulation and kind of uh, 
evil mastermind of that of like oh let's make the third one choose i just love that kind of chaos um i think that's really fun i don't i can't remember a time in survivor where it was so planned out of hey let's make the third one choose um and have like force this tie vote now there are so many loose ends on the rebels tribe that like People were going to flip to take out Alex, like on the revote. Obviously, Kelly flipped on the first vote to take out Tobias. So it obviously didn't work, but I really appreciated the plan there. Number two. But it's real, real fast, the only thing I'll say about that is I agree yeah. with that. And this is for anyone who ever wonders, like, why don't they just split the votes all the time? Because I've been in this camp. Like, this is why it is really hard to get a vote split to happen, right? Just because they did it one time doesn't mean they can happen again because someone can easily flip a vote like we saw and the plan just blows up in flames. Mm-hmm. And they're rebels. Yeah. They have to. They have they're to go against the grain. They're rebels. Um, number two, Eileen's face to the camera. The Jim Halpert look. <laughs> Greatest second of Survivor I've seen in my life. I have seen... 45 seasons of U.S. Survivor multiple times. I've seen New Zealand Survivor. I've seen a couple seasons of South African Survivor. I've seen all seasons of Australian Survivor. That is the single greatest second I've ever seen in Survivor. You're referring to when she's talking to uh, When she's Kelly. talking to Kelly and Kelly's going on <laughs> and she glares at the camera. That is <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. all, like. As a close runner-up would be the look on uh, Ferris's face when Kelly sat out of the immunity challenge in episode six. <laughs> Just a look of like, what the hell? Um, really great. But shout out to Eileen. Like episode four, that was a standout <laughs> performance from Eileen. You're you're new at the top of my list, Eileen. I really like you. Yeah. Um, third, I just. I really love Raymond. I, he's he's warmed up to me, man. I think he's just the coolest guy ever. I him like talking to Charles and like knowing the video game that was on the T-shirt. I thought that was so fun. Uh, Raymond, he he just seems to be there at the right place at the right time. And I cannot wait to see where this season takes him. I, I don't know if he will have the control of his own destiny in the game. I feel like the game may have control of him at the moment, but I can't like I am team raymond moving forward i love Raymond. i think he's great man <laughs> he is definitely a quirky guy and i agree i think he's just there right and and he's going to be a factor in the season but will he have any control who knows i don't actually think raymond cares if he has any control i think he's just <laughs> there. the best part <laughs> I, i'm a big fan i'm a big yeah, fan raymond that's great which like again this week, we got to see a couple more people that we did not get to see in the first week, which is really fun between Eileen and Raymond. I'm really glad you highlighted those. The last people, uh, last person I wanted to talk about was Kelly in particular and this saboteur twist. How did you feel about the twist? Oh, man. Um, so in terms of like Australian Survivor, not a limbs, I thought it was solid. Um, it's not my favorite. It's not my least favorite. Uh, I, I think I like it better than last season. Where like you send someone to the other beach and then like was it after if they survive twice they get to choose or yeah. something like that. Um, this is kind of fun. Again, I wanted the saboteur to be a little bit more. Um, I think someone like Ferris probably would have like been devious in it. Um, and, and again, talking to Nathan a little bit, it it sounded like Kelly was pretty cool and the Rebel Tribe was just really sick of her, but she seemed to really bond well with the Titans Tribe. So. And you could see in her face, she was sad to leave the Titans when yeah. she was able to. Um, I do think it's kind of fun that it was secret. And like, I think 
in most scenarios, the Titans would have banded together to try to vote out the rebel that who got sent to their, their camp and then to get to tribal and they immediately leave. I think that would have caused a lot of chaos, but obviously this Nathan vote was already in the making at that point where, um, any plans to, to take out Kelly, they, they weren't the, the main plan. Um, as as Kirby would have said or not Kirby uh Kitty would have said yeah which like the uh, it's interesting like i don't love how the rebels handed kelly mm-hmm. handled kelly in this vote out when she clearly clearly did not want to go over there and and we talk about all the time that every person has a vote she doesn't or she chooses to sit out of the challenge from her like and confessional because she liked the Titans and didn't want to do that to them. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's a, a important beat going forward because we've seen it time and time again, South, um, not South Pacific, uh, Samoa survivor, Samoa and Shambo immediately come mm-hmm. to mind and you've kind of like ostracized Kelly and forced her to go over there when she didn't want to and has now built bridges going forward. And that's another, like, I know that you didn't want Ferris to go over. For sure. Uh, and and I agree to an extent that Kelly is the least likely to make, like, potential social bonds. And, like, if she does try to, like, step up and try to do a challenge, she has, like, hurt her tribe in the past. I get it. Yeah. But at that point, when Kelly doesn't want to go, someone else volunteer and go. You know what? I, I Kelly Scott, clearly doesn't want to go. <laughs> and, and to name like Ferris, you have the key. We totally get it. We like, I we can't send you over there. That's just too much power. Uh, yeah. Like, well, like I we I trust you going forward, but like we can't. Like we just can't. Right? Yeah. Like, like, hey Ferris, give us the key and then we'll vote you over there. Like right. I, give us I, the I thought key. that yeah. may happen. I, yeah. I agree. I think the, the Kelly vote, it felt both strategic, but also kind of emotional of like, yes. we want Kelly gone. Like we, yeah. we let's, let's send her over there to get a good night's sleep or whatever that looks like. Uh, you made the, the Shambo connection. I almost think of it as like Abby Maria and second chances Yeah, where um, she's kind of going to float to whoever accepts her more. Yep. And clearly yep. the rebels have not done that very well. Um, and so she's going to work with the Titans. And, and so I think she's in a powerful position going to the swap where it's, you know, wow, like she may, she may have tighter bonds with someone like Kirby, who I almost see as like the Kelly Wentworth to Abby Maria of like, Hey, I'm going to keep you along as my number. But as <laughs> Kelly Wentworth found that number is a chaotic number and will not always <laughs> vote the way you want to vote. And Kelly's already proven that. So, um, that that's kind of the connection I'm seeing here uh, with Kelly, but um, I I am most intrigued where she maybe her and Alex will go uh, come this swap. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, so we could talk for a lot longer about this week's episode. There are just two other beats I want to hit overall in the season. One to highlight how awesome the challenges have been so yes. far. Yes. Like we got the the modified sumo at sea, really interesting twist. We saw survivor dodgeball, the uh, totem pole kind of game where like there was two that like just really fun challenges and like little minor twist on challenges that we've mm-hmm. seen before. And I think this is one of the big complaints about U.S. Survivor right now is that 
they just keep kind of reusing the same challenge without like Sur- Australian Survivor showing you the template of like just make these small minor sure. changes that that have an important impact on the challenge. Hundred percent agree. I I love the challenges. Absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last thing is we see a tribe swap coming up. What dynamic are you most interested to see going into the tribe swap? Oh, um, I mean, I, I already said Kelly and Alex I'm interested in. I mentioned Jaden and Winna, I think are going to be an interesting with Ferris and Kirby. Um, I guess where I'm at is they voted off very strong women and very strong men, both tribes, right? Yep. Um, are they going to keep that up? I think is my question. Um, it seems like they are, but it's like, is someone like Jaden, Winna, Alex, Kirby, um, even Rihanna, like, are they at risk at the moment for being really strong physical competitors? I, I'm so intrigued to see where that trend goes. Um, so I don't know if that's a, my biggest answer. I think the biggest answer is Alex and Kelly, um, but I, I think that will be kind of an interesting subplot to see if that trend continues this season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see if Mark gets paired up of one of Ferris or Kirby, or honestly, all three, right? Yeah. They've kind of been the main visible people on their tribes, potentially the ones kind of calling more of the shots or having more of a say based off of the edit. And if all three of them show up on the same tribe, will like who's going to dom or who is going to take control of that power dynamic? So we'll see next week. But as always, Alex, we like to end each of our episodes with our Outwit, Outplay, and Outlast Awards of the Week. Um, who who gets it for you this week? Uh, I'm so excited. For, to... for, out, for Outwit. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited to give you these because you're going to roll your eyes at every single one of them. Um, <laughs> Outwit to me, it's Kelly. Um, I, I love the move of like, hey, like, I like Alex more than I like Tobias. Let's flip it. It. And like, it is just this perfect rebel, selfish almost move of just like, oh, you told me to vote Tobias, but I don't want to leave it in Sarah's hands. I would rather just choose right now. And and not even waiting till the revote, just saying, now nah, I'm going to do it right now. And then like trying to garner a favor with Alex. I While it didn't work fully, um, <laughs> I do think it's a really fun move. And, and again, I mentioned you know, after talking to Nathan, like the Titans loved Kelly. And so, like, she has the most social power going in because she knows the Titans at this point going into a swap. So, um, I while her her rebel former tribe mates are frustrated with her, I I think she could be in a pretty powerful position to bridge some of these gaps and maybe have the most flexibility about where she goes in terms of alliances come a swap. Um, so, I I think Kelly had a great outwit week. Um, I don't know if I will give her any awards moving forward <laughs> after this week, but I'm a, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, surprise, surprise, Alex. That is also my outwit. No way. Of the week. Um, I love, I love the move of, like you just said, choosing to, I'm going to make the decision. I can work with Alex going forward. I cannot work with Tobias. Now, obviously like it does not go quite as well as maybe I would have hoped, um, I just love the move and I love the fact that like, she's like, you know what? My tribe's going to be upset with me, but they are already upset with me. 
So I'm just going to make sure I, I'm not going to sabotage the Titans intentionally and build relationships over there, whether or not all of this is super intentional. Like we won't quite know because we don't haven't seen a ton of uh, her confessionals. We've seen some. Um, so I'm speculating here, but I, I like the move. And I, like you said, I think she has a good position going into um, the, the tribe swap. Uh, I wish, I really wish she would have come back from that tribal, that first one, and said, oh, wait, who was I supposed to vote? And like played mm. on, like we've seen that in US Survivor. It just would have been a fun kind of twist to the uh, narrative of if she could have played off the Oh, I'm just the gullible, like, uh, you know, person that just forgot, right? And so when, when there's more to that for her. So moving on to outplay, which covers the challenges and advantages for this week. Who wins your outplay award? Oh, okay. I've got four honorable mentions. Um, number <laughs> honorable mentions. The entire the entire cast. Number one, Patches O'Houlihan for teaching us the five D's of dodgeball. <laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. All right, R.I.P. Patches. All right, number two, it's going to be the challenge producers uh, for coming up with these great challenges. You already mentioned it. You know, I love to give them out this outplay award. It's like a legacy award for them. Go listen to our Blood vs. Water recap for more. Uh, I guess season recap for more Uh, number three. I'm going to give it to, I already mentioned this at the top of the episode, JLP, his logs and his nuts. Um, Gotta love that. Number four, Kirby for her strategy in that like idle, like rope pull genius. Absolutely genius. I love it. That was, I was, you know, you were screaming when you saw the V's and Mark in bed. I was screaming in bed when that was happening. So um, we watch it at 6 a.m. But yeah. um, so those are my honorable mentions. But my outplay has to be Mark yeeting that box open uh, and just taking that idol. No key needed. Um, it's Mark in the idol. Uh, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah, I, I, all great picks. Uh, my out, um, I think out play award in particular is going to go to I, I really haven't decided so it's like it's kind of hard for me to choose you picked mark it's good uh but i am i think i'm going to land on um alex this week uh team team alex because team uh, alex not team alex alex from team alex oh. uh because of his i obviously he stumbled across uh Ferris's idol, right? Uh, but he tried, he, Alex was trying to give Ferris the opportunity to make a relationship with him. Ferris ultimately chose not to do it. And the reason why I'm giving it to him is like we see like kind of this happen all the time. Like, how do people navigate? He's still suspicious of what's going on, uh, but he continues to use like whether it's the idol, but other opportunities uh, for kind of building this bond with Ferris. He doesn't pressure him super like hard for it about it. And I think it was a subtle moment that I'm going to give again. Like, I really like um, what you said about Mark's gameplay, but if, you know, Ferris would have navigated that whole kind of like <laughs> first idol in particular, it would be going to him, but I can't in good conscience give it to him because of that. Yeah. That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, the Outlast Award. Who helped their game the most this week? Um, I'm going to give it to Alex. I, I, I'm excited for Alex. I think he is best positioned going into a swap. 
uh, and that's what we're looking forward to. I think the Titans want to work with him. He could be on the Titans tribe if he wanted to be. I think the Rebels, he's he has trust with Kirby. He has trust with Ferris. Uh, and even Kelly, who is probably his, I don't want to say least favorite person in the tribe, but like has had the, the conflict that we've seen more than anyone else on the tribe, um, like risk her position in the tribe to save him. Uh, on episode four. So I, I think he is, he's in a great position moving forward. And I'm glad hit that arc that we landed on last week has not gotten any worse. So am I picking him because he's my winner pick? Absolutely. I am. Will I continue to pick him? Probably. Probably. Um, yeah. But he ta- he takes Kelly's great offer and says, I don't need that. Throw it away. <laughs> I don't care about this. Kelly. Thanks Kelly. Uh, yeah. thanks, but no thanks. He he is big Tom and all stars shaking, going to shake Kelly's hand and saying, Don't be stupid, stupid. Now, uh, now I will say, Alex, not only do we share the same name, but we also share the same last initial. So, if we were in elementary school together, w- w- what would they call us? That's what, that's what I want to know. What does that have to do with anything? It's 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 why he deserves an award. Okay. Okay. Um, no other comment <laughs> on that. My outlast uh, award goes to Mark. I think he is in the best position going into this tribe swap, given the multiple different alliances he has at play of and having an idol in his pocket. Now, obviously he could get into a bad situation, uh, at the tribe swap, but we'll kind of see what happens with it. I just like people I am not, I, I think are not in danger of going home hmm. at, at, in this first, like next week is Mark, right? That, that, could, yeah. that could change, but like Mark, I think it is in a really good position. So we'll see what happens, but that's it, Alex. Like I said, we, we could probably literally spend another hour talking about this week. It's a lot to, of content to consume for Australian Survivor, but we try to keep this under an hour for our listeners. Like I said at the top of the episode, if you are not following us on Instagram, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or YouTube, please go like, subscribe, leave a comment or review. Uh, we really appreciate those things. A five-star Alex, review. A if you're going to leave a four star, review. three star, two star, one star, we don't need it. Okay. I, I will take them. Uh, I will not. I am not like Alex, Survivor Alex I, or Podcast Alex. I will take any gift that is given to me. I am open to feedback if it's positive. <laughs> well, with that, <laughs> we'll speak llama to you later. Later.